At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What it do, baby? It's the Preachers and Sneakers podcast. Today I'm switching it up a little bit because I'm super excited to roll out my brand new podcast in collaboration with my good buddy, Justice Marimi. He came up with the name. It's called The Hidden Figures Podcast, and it's a podcast about money, how to generate wealth, how to steward that wealth, whatever it may be, and ultimately how to feel good about it. Because when I solicited questions from the Preachers and Sneakers community, a lot of people came up with questions talking about investing, talking about spending, credit card use, uh, comparison to other people in the same life stage, but also questions about guilt, about wanting to make a lot of money and whether or not that's okay to have a desire to crush it in the marketplace and build a bunch of wealth. These are the type of questions that we're going to wrestle with. I've got a ton of guests lined up, including like half of the Ramsey personalities right now. Some of the guys from bigger pockets that their residential real estate investing platform and many others. Uh, this is our pilot episode today. So hope you take a listen and subscribe if you're interested in that kind of thing, kind of more deeply discussing the money topic versus the sneaker topic or the church theology topic. Um, so justice is hilarious. He's got a finance background. He's got an executive coaching background and he works in real estate now too. And hopefully you know who I am, the guy that runs the preachers and sneakers account who's an idiot and uh, is trying to learn all these things along with you. So hope you enjoy this episode. I know it's a little different and maybe not what you came for, but hope you can learn something and also maybe get a laugh or two in. So head on over to Apple podcasts, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. All that good stuff is super helpful as we start this new podcast. Also make sure to follow justice on Instagram uh, at justice motivates. He's also got a podcast called the under the influence podcast. So check all that out as well. Okay, enough of all that. Hope you enjoy the first ever episode of the Hidden Figures podcast. Are those any ones? Uh-huh. Dude. <laughs> God. You're on that next level. I've had these for a while. I had, I They're legit. I those are in-ears? Yeah, I bought them when I led worship at the stone. Not led worship. At Dude, the what's up, bro? <laughs> What's your... You, 
a great start. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> sorry. Tell me about it. No, I'm not. Uh, tell me about it. When you led worship with the stuff. No. Who's the guy that's there that leads it that everyone says? Aaron Ivy. No, the other. There's like some other guys. They're like, oh yeah, he's at. He's like <clears throat> the stone. Aaron Ivy's the guy. Is he the guy? Jamie Ivy's husband. What was it like leading there? I didn't even. I shouldn't have even said that. What'd you do? I played drums. Come on, man. For the youth. <laughs> Tell me, are we recording this? Tell me it's happening. Yes. Can I help? Can I? Can I help you? You're the assistant to the manager. <laughs> yeah, dude, back when I led worship at Austin Stone. You led worship at Austin Stone? Well, I played the drums. Oh, you played the drums? Yeah, for the youth. <laughs> <laughs> and to think, you drove all the way up here. Dude, you're the best. You are you. Are you. And that was, that's what makes me So today. pumped to start another Let's podcast. Do it. Oh God! With numbnuts himself, <laughs> just this <laughs> Susan Marimi. <laughs> oh, this is this is the best. Come on, man, let's do it. We're calling this the Hidden Figures Podcast. Yes, and I did not come up with the name. <laughs> Justice, he let out with naming this podcast. <laughs> to be clear. It's a podcast about money, the money we're missing out on because we don't know what we don't know. No, dude, I remember it just so vividly when you said, dude, let's name it after those black women. No, no, no. (laughs) Just like, let's take advantage of, like, the popularity of those black women that not discriminating. It is not. (laughs) And I remember going, you sure? (laughs) You were like, yeah, dude, that movie did, like, so good. (laughs) Oh, well, with the black audience, and I'm trying to grow my reach with the black audience. And I was like, if you say so, man. That's exactly that how That is totally, exactly how it happened. This whole podcast was my idea. I've got all the time in the world oh to start gosh. another podcast. I need to live record this on Instagram. The name is Hidden Figures. Yes. With no connection to no. The, the movie. No. Or the subject matter. No. And we're here to talk about spending, saving, investing, giving. Yes. Life stage craft that we don't know about. Yep. And ultimately how to make money and feel good about it. Yes. Because the thing that we've been hearing over and over and over is that all of us want to make a bunch of freaking money for some reason. Yep. But we have no idea what to do with it or how to feel about it. Yep. So I guess uh, Justice... You can talk about maybe your financial background yes, and then maybe what led you to think about this idea for the podcast. And I will sit back and judge. Judge me. Judge you <laughs> and do what I do best. I love it. So the idea came when, so I have worked for Chase Bank. I got my Series 6, 63, which basically means I can help people get mutual funds. Most of your, like, 
Edward Jones, Liberty Mutual, the financial reps there are like six and sixty three, yeah, certified, and then insurance certified. So I did that for a little bit. I worked for Wells Fargo as well, just consolidating people's loans, et cetera, et cetera. And Sounds super interesting. So I was really important, basically. Yeah. Um, and I was making a lot of money. Consolidating people's loans. Yeah. It was great. What city was that in? Uh, Dallas. Actually, you know what? I wasn't making a lot of money, just to be clear. What was crazy about it was, this was 08. I graduated college. I started working for Wells Fargo Financial. We're consolidating loans. So it's people that have like a ton of debt in a lot of places. And we basically say, we're going to sell you a loan. And we'll pull all your debt together. So you have one monthly payment that sometimes can be even like $400 per month less than what you were paying in all of them. So it was super awesome. One day, I'm sitting there and a lady's like, hey, talking to my manager. One of the other employees is talking to the manager. is like, hey, I couldn't get any of these other loans certified, but I think I can do an arm loan. And that's the adjustable rate mortgage, which basically helped create the 08 crash that was just the recession. Jeez. So I hear that, and I was like, I didn't even know that this was what we were doing. And so I put in my my two weeks' notice, like, shortly thereafter. Oh, you immediately saw that there was an issue. I was like, oh. So I never did an arm loan, but it was part of, like, every major bank had, like, Wells Fargo had Wells Fargo Financial. Chase had another arm that basically did these consolidation loans into different, basically, loans that you could do one of them being like we could do an arm loan for you so hmm. which is wrapping it into your house an arm arm loan will change the interest rate will jump up after like six months based on where the market's at so Sounds terrible oh it was that's what everyone got a loan that's what happened when we found in 08 everyone that got a loan shouldn't have had a loan and then when the interest jumped they couldn't afford the payments which means they foreclosed on their home Therefore, we were in just a bad spot. So hmm. I did that for a little bit. And then I went and worked at Chase Bank for a little bit and just did some stuff there. But basically, that's where I got like a lot of my – I learned a lot about money. But the other side of it is I started coaching people. So I do business slash life coaching, and I get these unbelievably talented men and women. And some of them are Christians, and a lot of the Christians – really struggle with the idea of wanting to be wealthy hmm. but they want to be wealthy but they struggle feeling like is it even okay like is it okay that i want to like kill it like i want to crush it yeah and so i was actually coaching one young guy complete stud he works for a wealth management company they really trust him because he's working super hard he's doing a great job they just gave him more money to manage and he's just going like I want to do even more to help this company grow and do all this other stuff, but is it bad that I want to achieve more? Right. That I want to do more. And I was like, man, would it be weird if LeBron James was like, I want to win more games? Like, I've been talented. I've been given all this, all this athleticism. I've been given all these gifts, these talents. I'm really smart. But when I win, other people lose. Or when I win, like, it could make me seem like I am, like, being braggadocious or not being humble. And then I was like, Dude, I've heard this enough with, like, people that I was like, we have all of these people who have these hidden desires for wealth, but they don't feel like they can talk about it in a church context. Like, they want to crush it. Hmm. It's not like just like, yeah, I want to do really well, white picket fence. They're like, no, dude, I want to absolutely crush it. I want to give more, but I also, I like things, and I want to be able to provide more. I want to create a legacy. I want to create more for my grandkids. I want to do something really unique. I want to grow something to where it's really, really big. And I'm like, dude, that's amazing. 
But we got to start talking about it. And on the opposite end, I also coach people that aren't doing too hot because they don't have a roadmap. And so they're millennials who don't have someone in their life telling them, hey, this is how to grow your wealth. Like, mm. this is how you do it. And so I've, I coach these other guys that are doing really well in their 50s that are like, have done well. They've done really well. And it's because they had a mentor, someone in their life that sh- gave them a roadmap, that gave them the keys to creating wealth. And so I'm like, man, what if we gave the keys to everybody, like to millennials? Like, what if we brought people in and we said, here are the keys. It's up to you to work hard, but like, you don't have to have this hidden feelings about money. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. And then if you want to grow, like, let's bring people on here who have done it in a great way and are doing great things, not just for their pocketbooks, but like for their employees. Like, if you think about it, I know I'm going to get passionate about it, but if you think about it, you start a company, it grows. It does really well. You hire employees. Now you're providing for them. Then you grow even bigger. You can provide health care. Now you're bringing health care for all these employees who are able to put food on their tables. Now you're doing all these things for this community, and you're able to get – you can be more generous. You can give more. Um, not only that, but then you're paying taxes. So mm-hmm. the taxes are going to our nation, to our, to our government, that hopefully it's being spent well. And so it, a good business growing really well or a person making more money, that isn't a bad thing. I think we should desire to do really, really well. And so that's where I was like, dude, let's, let's do this. Hmm. But isn't that so easy to be like, yeah, I want to make more money and grow a business bigger so I can help the world and give more and pay more taxes. When in fact, like we want a freaking lake house and a mountain house because (laughs) it's comfy. And isn't that the real rub with Christians where it's like, you don't want to do this because you want to give money. Yes. You just like nice stuff. And you want to shroud this in spirituality. Isn't this like the same as God told me to break up with you? Like, I'm trying to picture the kind of guy that's like, I just want to crush it, but I don't, I don't know. I don't feel good about it. And your deal is like, no, it's okay to feel good about it. Yeah. But isn't there some form of heart issue that's behind? Like, for me, the reason I'm on this podcast at all, not just because of my outstanding platform incredible hilarious quips and borderline genius when it comes to social and christian commentary (laughs) but i'm also obsessed with money for better and mostly worse and these are things that i think about all the time too like i want to crush it but when it comes deep down to it i want to be going fly fishing all summer and have a beach house in miami i guess yeah what's the distinction for you or like how can somebody genuinely want to crush it in a completely pure way without it being like i think saying what you just said i think like i don't think we're giving people like the room to go out and crush it and make mistakes and then come back and go yeah i shouldn't have spent that money on that now i know like hmm. go out and do it go out and crush it go and get that lake house and pay that extra money and go to it two times a year and realize ah, it is really hard to sell back because not everyone's looking can afford a, a lake house. So it's like, we don't afford people the opportunity to just go, yeah, and my intentions were good. Or why not have it? Hmm. I'm like, go for it. Because you could give it to the poor. <laughs> yes. I know, which I think is the, the worst excuse ever for like not killing it. Really? Oh, I cannot stand that, like, that excuse of like, 
but you could give it to the poor. Then give it to the poor. Whoever's like saying that, like, you give to the poor. It's like if I'm creating a company, a business, I'm like keeping people from getting poor. If I'm killing it and I'm hiring people, yeah, yeah, I'm giving a job. I'm out there doing it. It's like, yeah, we can always give more to the poor. The poor will always be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, really shouldn't laugh about that, but yeah, I just they always. <laughs> Not us, though. Dude, they will be there. They will be there. But isn't that the same, like, bull about, like, buying a Cadillac? <laughs> like, well, I employed the people that made the Cadillac, and I gave them the ability to buy groceries. Like, yes. what's There's a term for it. Like, rich people justifying buying rich stuff because you keep 12 people employed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't think we need to justify it. I'm like, I don't need to justify me going out and killing it and, and doing well and just, and, like, going out and stewarding my gifts at creating money wealth. Hmm. I don't need to justify it. I just need to go out and do my thing. If I ever feel like I need to justify it, then that's on me. But I'm not going to justify. I'm like, I want to go out there. I want to make a ton of money. Why, though? When I think back to, like, like, my parents moved here from Kenya. My grandpa sold a good chunk of land so that my mom and my dad could move here. Wow. And then, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then my mom and my dad, like, scraped and saved and did everything they could while they were both going to school so that we could go. And we were on free and reduced lunch up until, like, seventh grade. Jeez. And, like, they did all this stuff. And I'm like, you did all that? Like, unless God tells me to go be a missionary somewhere, like, right, in right. Africa, I'm going to freaking crush it. Like all of that, that, all of that sacrifice so that I can be like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, just try and like not be too poor and not be too rich. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm going to work as hard as I can to honor the Lord with the gifts that he's given me. And my identity is not in my wealth. So I'm not worried about that. I'm not working hard so that I can prove myself to some kind of person. Yeah. I'm going, no, man, Hmm. I'm really good at what I do. And because I'm really good at what I do, I'm going to charge the right amount of money for it. And that's going to afford me some awesome opportunities. And at the same time, I'm going to be able to do some really cool stuff for other people. But the core of it, I want to steward these gifts unbelievably well. And I do want to be wealthy. Hmm. I totally do. And I'm going to make a bajillion mistakes on the way there. Like, like I'm going to waste money. There are going to be places where I waste money. It's without a doubt. Hmm. There's going to be things that I do that are going to be unbelievable. Isn't there some, I mean, people will bring up Jesus's lifestyle then and then talk about, right, the camel through the eye of a needle thing, like where Jesus warns, like, look, mother fricker, it's hard for a rich person to inherit the kingdom of heaven. Like, isn't there some amount of wisdom that says, I want to avoid being playing in that water altogether? Oh, do you find yeah. that? generate wanting to generate a bunch of wealth brings on extra freaking yeah risk yeah i think it's if you're in the game of going out and saying i want to be wealthy you better be super close to the lord because it is harder because it's hard to be dependent on someone when you think you can provide everything for yourself Mm. the times where i was not doing well financially but still working hard i was on my knees praying and, and like lord show up I need this thing to go through. I need this deal to go through. Yeah. I need this person to like trust me with this responsibility so that I can make another deal. I need this other loan to go through. Like I need this stuff to make like 
I need this sale to hit like by this quarter. So I look good for my boss so that like I can have new responsibilities at work. Like I definitely was. And wealth can, can get in the way of that, like dependency on the Lord. But I think you, I, the people that I look at that I'm in awe of are, are these wealthy guys out there that are just, just as passionate for Jesus as somebody that's not. How do you do that? Though, because the, the, the moment that I'm, <clears throat> the moment I start to count my pennies and say, man, we're doing all right. Like, we're doing pretty good. I am so far from being like, God, I depend on you today yeah. to keep me alive and to like continue our family's legacy. Like the moment I'm like, oh, we've actually got a, a pretty good amount of money in the bank. And then, oh, we've got a house and oh, our cars are almost paid off yeah. blah, blah blah we're doing pretty good for ourselves i the i'm never or rarely thinking like you know it's because god it's because god has sustained us today yeah do you find i mean do you think you're a unique case where it's like you're super secure in your faith and also super secure in making money what do you think yeah that's a great question i think a lot of people will find out on their road to like wealth that like where their identity lies and like, like they're going to find out like this whole time wealth and money was an idol. Yeah. And like, I, the only time I prayed to the Lord was when I needed it. And so I was worshiping God and I was worshiping money at the same time. Right. And as soon as the money came, I stopped worshiping God. So I, I was more worshiping money than anything else. But I think that comes back to like, man, you got to give yourself grace on your journey to like trying to create wealth. Like, it's like, you're still trying to figure it out. And I think if you have the right people around you, the right mentors, the right community, the right church, like, hopefully people are, are at some place, not necessarily holding you accountable, but being like, dude, how are you? Yeah. You know, like, but at the same time, like, if we knew, like, there are some unbelievable people that absolutely love Jesus and are killing it well. Yeah. Like, they're killing it. And so often we won't talk to these people because we think they're unapproachable. We think they're whatever, but they love talking about it, but they don't feel like they can because they're one of a few. Yeah. Um, I always, I always find it funny how people will vilify rich people when in fact we're all trying to be rich people. Yes. Deep down. Like, yes, we don't want to, a lot of people are against like, big corporations and freaking exploiting low wage workers for their own wealth. But deep, deep down, there's maybe like 12 people out there that are like, yeah, I genuinely just want to help the poor. Yeah. Like the majority of us are working in a job, hoping that we can save and a little bit extra so that we can hopefully retire. Like the whole goal of retirement (laughs) is like, I want to be rich (laughs) enough to where I don't have to work. Yet we're also going to vilify Bezos and Gates for being (laughs) mega wealthy. Yeah. Like, he's doing the thing that I actually really want to do. Yeah. But how could he? He could give that money to the poor. Dude, I'm... I'm, It's such an exhausting, circular thought pattern. But also, I get it. Like, Like, what do you say? Most people aren't in the position where they could say, yeah, I want to consider building wealth. It's like, I'm trying to pay my rent yep pay my car note yep i'm trying to freaking put food on my table like yep. the single mothers out there in the world i doubt are considering yeah what are strategies for building wealth right i i guess i just question like isn't it such a like seat of privilege to say i'm gonna spend my time thinking about how to generate wealth when there's 
millions of people out there that are just living paycheck to paycheck. Yes, I think I think it is a privilege. It's a privilege I want. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I Damn, do. We lost all of our listeners. I don't care, dude. I want privilege. Like, look, the most most of the wealthy people I meet are also the most generous people I meet. And I think that there's a tie there. Are there some wealthy people that are just greedy and whatever? Absolutely. Yeah. But the people that have helped me that have given are wealthy and they have they are like unbelievably generous. Yeah. Like whenever like whatever church you go to, there was some donor that that gave way more than the average donor. Yeah. And or that represents yes. like 80% of tithes yes. for that Yes. Yeah. And I don't say it's not a church, say it's some nonprofit charity to the homeless. I guarantee you there's some wealthy donor that bought the facilities, that bought the beddings, that bought the stuff. Like, and when things are in a pinch, those nonprofit leaders are going to one or two people and saying, we're in a pinch. Yeah. Like, I need some help. Why, if that's such a great and holy place to be in, why are there so few people like that? Like, if God was like, this is the best place to be a, a like a puzzle piece for the kingdom to benefit all these people. Why is there so few people that are actually in that position to do it? Like why are the majority of us yeah. living an average ass lifestyle where we can only really like maybe tithe 10%. Right. Right. I don't freaking know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say I, I have that figured out. I am like, just to be clear, like I am on my road to like trying to figure this whole thing out. I'm in no way like, wealthy but i have seen it and i have talked to the people that that have attained it and there's like a pretty common thread mm-hmm. and i think it's a lot of it has to do with it's hard work like it costs you time with your family there are real sacrifices and it's okay if you don't want to make those sacrifices right like it's okay if you're going yeah i wanted to be with my family more so I wasn't like crazy wealthy. It's yeah. like, and I think a part of it comes down to like understanding, like if you're a believer, you're wealthy and it's not like some name it and claim it thing. It's like, dude, your salvation got paid for. You have the right. best relationship in the world. Like you are ridiculously supernaturally wealthy. Like you have no right to, to be where you're at. Like you didn't work to get there. Like, you're unbelievably privileged in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I think a lot of it comes back to you understanding that whether how much is in your bank account, you are wealthy. Yeah. No, I'm sure a lot of the Christians in Syria definitely think that they're wealthy, for sure. You know, I, I think, like, like, the underground church in China, they're probably really, like, just sitting <laughs> in the anointing saying, thank you, God. <laughs> For making us so spiritually wealthy, I bet they While are. Justice, dude, I'm justice <laughs> in Dallas, in air conditioning, Wi-Fi, are just going after their purpose. Yes, building wealth so that they can donate. Yes, the ten forty windows, like yes. thank you, God. Yes, thank you for the spiritual wealth, dude. While yes. justice is eating his double cheese. And dogfish head beer, just Done. going after his. Done. Going after his favor. Done. I guarantee you, they like, dude. I've been to these places where, like, dude, my dad's a missionary, 
And if you go to these desert tribes where they're building wells for them, and where's the missionary? Kenya, Chukana. Um, sounds made up. <laughs> it actually does. But it's a real place. It's a real place. It's like this desert tribe of people, and they serve some people in southern Sudan. Like, I think they have a better idea of the wealth that they have than we do. Like, you've been on these mission trips, and, like, they receive Christ, and they're like, I have it all. Yeah. I have it all. And it's, like, amazing because they have this understanding. And I think that's why, and I can't speak for the people in Syria, but, like, I think that's why they, like, the cost there is so great to, like, following Jesus. But I think they go, I have the greatest prize. I am wealthy. Like, I have this thing. And I think in America, because we have so much, we forget how wealthy we are. Right. So we actually adopt this poverty mindset of, like, I don't have enough. Yeah. Or I don't have what I need. When it's actually like, no, you're really, really wealthy. Yeah. Take away the financial whatever, because you still are on that end. Like, on a spiritual level, you're wealthy. And I think if we operated from that place, we'd spend our money wiser. We'd invest it wiser. We'd ask better questions. And then we'd go, look at what we have that the rest of the world doesn't have. How do we, like, 10x this? Like, Grant Cardone called. How do we 5x this? It's more like it. Is there anyone with a 5x button? 5x seems a little more humble. Yeah, let's, how do we 20x this thing? That is so stupid. So, yeah, we so I guess, X this thing? right, so there's 7 billion people in the world, and there's, oh. like, a hundred million people that have air conditioning in their house and should go after their goals. Like freaking Aggie boy numbnuts in Dallas should really be working on how he can build his wealth while there's uh, yes. four and a half billion people that yes. don't even have clean water. Yes. You are proving the point. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And all, but also like by the lake house Yes, because you worked hard. Why not? I guess because there's four and a half billion people that are still starving. Yeah, and if you buy the lake house, there's still people that are going to starve. Yeah, but that's a pretty defeatist. So should so should we gauge how much we give based on how much poverty there is in the world? I don't know. Or how much we can enjoy things? I don't know because it seems like a slippery slope. Wow, it's not slippery at all. It's a lake house. You just buy it if you have the money. Right. I guess you have to decide how much you're willing to give versus how much you feel good about. Yeah. Dude. Believe I'm, me, I want freaking nice stuff. Dude, we should I'm not just trying bad. to provide the argument. I don't know. There's this book right here, Rich Christians in an Age of Hunger. It's tough because I think a lot of Christians, I'm, I'll have to find the data, most Christians don't give. Like the majority of churches, 20% of the congregation does like 80% of the giving. Yeah. And so I think a lot of Christians need to sacrifice a little more. If you're like me at all, this quarantine has been kind of a bummer. And I've really been looking for ways to improve my thought life, improve my time meditating and reading. And I found that the Upper Room Daily Devotional Guide has been a huge help. So if you check out the Upper Room, you can count on them for daily inspiration, daily community, and daily prayer. It's really the only daily devotional magazine that's written by readers, ordinary people like me, people who have encountered God in daily situations. The Upper Room is here for you every day through your email, a custom app, or a printed magazine. And you too 
can enjoy a free 30-day trial of the email or app service by visiting upperroom.org slash welcome. That's upperroom.org slash welcome to get your first 30 days free. Check it out. Yeah. That's great. They definitely should. I'm just not going to be the one to say, like, you're not giving enough. I'm going to go work hard and give more. Right. But I'm not going to let people's poverty keep me from having nice things. Like, I've been there. I've been poor. And the Lord says, give more money than is really comfortable. And I did it because the Lord said to do it. Yeah. So it's like. He always says to do that. Yeah. It's like, he's also been like, yeah, go enjoy this. Hmm. So, like, man, if you're at a place where you feel bad about getting nice things, like, check in with the Lord. (laughs) But, like, you can have nice things. If you don't have a piece about it, then, like, wait. Right. The tough part is, like, determining if it owns you or not. Right. Because that's the thing, at least for me, all I can speak for is my experience is, like, this kind of stuff can own me. Like, the obsession about getting a house or getting a Jeep or getting a freaking... yeah, yeah. funding the 401k yep. or something that can yep. easily own yep. me. Yep. And so like you're speaking from a place where you feel pretty secure and confident. We're like, look, I've been poor. Yeah. I'm still poor. Yeah. Relatively. Thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, if you should see what he's wearing right now, like patches, this is like the only guy in Dallas that has patches on his freaking shorts. You suck. Anyways, I'm just saying for me, it's hard for me to to understand a place where it's like, I'm just so good with the amount I give and the amount I serve that I'm also super secure in having a lake house and feeling great about it. Yeah. Like I feel some form of guilt whenever I have a nice thing. That sucks for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. That is that. That's on you, man. Well, I also operate in the freaking public like court of judgment. By all the freaking keyboard warriors. Yeah. I am one of the no, keyboard I get warriors. It. Yeah, you are. You are. You are. But you're a real warrior. I am. You are. You are. You are. You are a real warrior. Without a doubt. I cannot wait until. Uh huh. People are going to find out. <laughs> real quick. Call me, call me a keyboard warrior one more freaking time. Watch it be every comment on your next Instagram post after this thing releases. It's like <sighs> keyboard warrior, keyboard warrior. Dude, I wish y'all would catch me in the streets. <laughs> I would choke slam. Oh yes. Come on. What would you do? No. Come on, tell it. Let it out. No, I mean, no, it's fine if you want to call me a keyboard warrior. I think there is way more that goes into stewarding what he's given you really, really well. Yeah. And not feeling bad about it. And then when God says give, you give. And when he, when he doesn't say give and you still give, you're trying to replace him. This is one of the things I'm going to ask when I get to heaven. It's like, why, why on earth are we like, why are we allowed to have such comfy lives while there are millions and millions of people that, literally live in like abject poverty that's one thing i don't know but do you want the answer to that like do you really want to know like 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 do you want to know i mean it would be helpful to me to do what you don't want <laughs> to, to understand 
No. To understand why there's so many people that live in poverty, no, and I get to be the one that's so anointed to have air conditioning and freaking <laughs> Wi-Fi. I think it's amazing that we get these things, and we actually get to affect those people more when we either walk out in obedience if God says to give, or if he says to go, and then advocating for the organizations that are doing a great job of meeting the need. Yeah. But, like, I can give more money when I make more money. Right. And a lot of times, I have a lot of friends in the nonprofit world. A lot of times, what they need is to know that they're going to make budget. Right. They just need to know that they're going to be able to pay their team. And they're doing amazing work. They just need people to kind of hold the ropes as they go down to the places that, like, not a lot of people want to go. Yeah. And so I'll hold the ropes. I'll advocate for the nonprofits I believe in, and I'll help you, like, meet budget by giving as much as I feel comfortable doing or as much as God tells me to do. And for whatever reason, he has put us in this freaking position. Yeah. Like we, we don't know the, like, it is hard to understand God's intent and strategy for all this stuff. All we know is that we do get to sit here in this position where we can build wealth and help others. Yeah. I will still ask that when I get to heaven about why we were here and all these other people live in dirt, but you're right. Like we shouldn't table our position. No, like it's such a, like we're making a podcast, which just obviously makes us in a privileged and rich position, (laughs) but for whatever reason we are in this position and show we, so we should strive to help others that way, but also in a sustainable way. Not some where you sell everything. Like, give me an example. And give one time. Yeah. Give you an example. Oh, like where you do the, like, Jesus freak thing where you sell everything, give it all away, and okay. now what are you to the, like, you, you, can, you can add zero value except you going to, like, raise support from other rich people so that you can go on a mission trip. So either way, it's either you creating the wealth and the money to be on mission or you're going to go raise from people that did it better than you. Yeah. Or that have family money. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. I love family money. I hope to be a person that produces family money. Family money pisses me off so much. (laughs) I have so many friends that are like, yeah, I mean, we just, we got cars and houses gifted to us. Yeah. And you just, and you just don't even have to worry about that. Like we're busting our ass all the time just to be able to like make mortgage isn't that cool though no it's not cool because it didn't happen to us (laughs) exactly see that's the problem like people get upset because it didn't happen to them and then they go instead of going what an awesome opportunity i didn't think that was even possible i want to do that for my children all three of my kids i hope they they like i can help them buy their first cars i hope that i can help pay for their wedding like if they marry like someone whose family can't afford the wedding I hope I can come in and be like, we've got this. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. We're super excited. Like, I look at that stuff and I go, wow, cool. Dude, look at the people that move here from other countries that are poor. So many of them, they get here and they're so thankful and they want to build a business. They want to create wealth for their family. Like, it's amazing. It's so cool. Yeah. And, and they crush it. And they crush it because they know what they have. So they're like, I'm not going to waste my life. Like, I'm, I came over here. We sacrificed so much moving from India, China, Africa, wherever. And, like, they go out and they crush it. Yeah. 
Think of how many Chinese restaurants there are that have been around for like multiple years. Do you know how hard it is to start and run a restaurant? Yet we see these Chinese Indian restaurants that have been around for years and years. That's like beating the odds a hundred times over. And they're yeah. doing it because they're yeah. like, I'm here. I made it. I'm going to go out and crush it. And they're building wealth for the family. And then you see their kids and their kids are out there working and managing these restaurants and they're driving nice cars. And they get to do all these really awesome things. I had a friend in high school whose parents moved here from India. They bought some property. They opened up a hotel. And now he's just like him and his brothers run the hotel. They're doing really well. Mm -hmm. They were driving really nice cars in high school. And it was like, dude, that's so cool. Someone gave up a lot for that. And they didn't fleece anybody. They didn't take advantage of anybody. Yeah, they that just I know of. Right. They just provided a service or a, or a product that was helpful. Yep. And, like, shouldn't you and, be able to make money oh from doing that? Oh, my gosh. And I bet they're looking at their kids and going, you better 20x that. 20x. Just set your goals. And 20x 20 20 it. Ask yourself this question. What would happen if I 20x that? Yeah. What would have happened if you set aside fear and worry yeah. and just... Crushed. I'm getting pumped just listening to you talk. Twenty X. Yeah. Do you have a secret desire to be like one of those guys, like a guru, like yeah. a YouTube ad guru? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would love to have a Lambo <laughs> and a couple freaking mansion houses that you could film those videos in <laughs> that you rent for the day. Yeah, but I don't want to. That is the most. Oh, that that pisses me off. Like, hey, I could sell you a course twenty ways to get rich. It's just going to be three hundred dollars a month. You, so you're going to get rich off of trying to teach me how to get rich. You're literally doing the thing that is going to make you rich. Do you, is that, do you feel like that's a part of the reason why people have like this partially like negative view? Cause they're like, I don't want to be that guy. Well, it's, it's very mainstream to hate on rich people yet. Yeah. Rich people are employ yeah. the most people yeah. give the most. Yeah. Like, yes, there's negative things about, like, how they influence political policy yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But it's very on trend to shit on people that yeah. have crushed it. Yeah. And so, like, when you put the numbers up, like, over the past 10 years, the 1% have gained $60 trillion in wealth while the bottom 75%. Right. Like, I don't know about those numbers, but I feel zero type of way about Jeff Bezos. I mean, Jeff Bezos has improved my life. I mean, he has given me hours and hours and hours and hours of oh my, my life. Oh my gosh, back. the convenience that man has created! Like, yes, maybe he, maybe you disagree with how he treats his workers and how like hardcore they are in their warehouses. But there is no denying that if you live in like a metropolitan city, at least that dude has given you hours and hours of your life it's back, insane. and it's your fault for wasting it. Yeah. So, like, you could be reading or yeah. <laughs> learning a skill with all those hours, but you're just watching Netflix. So it should be you that you're mad at, not yeah. freaking Bezos for yeah. giving you all this time. No. Like, Do you remember before Amazon what we did? I mean, we went to Blockbuster. We went to we, bookstores. We went to bookstores. We went to Walmart. We drove to the next city to go to the mall. Did. And for what? We did. Like, I we with, within like eight seconds, I had a pizza yeah. ordered yeah. and... Uh, ready in 20 minutes yep. from like a craft pizza place. Yep. And I had four books delivered within like six hours. Yes. Before you had to put clothes on, you had to drive to a place, park, 
go look around, ask the person where the thing is, buy it, come back. Like, and, and you're pissed. Help you. They didn't want to help you. Find they didn't want to help you at all because they're working an hourly job. The bookstore employee was so annoyed by your book selection. Books a million. Hey, uh, where is the uh, the Halo <laughs> illustrated novel, <laughs> sir? Are you? Are you really asking me what his Halo themed <laughs> novel is? And he knows exactly where it is because fifteen other people that look just like you came in and asked for it right before you came in. Yeah, do you have the new Joel Osteen book? Oh yes, it's in, in it's in the inspiration self improvement self improvement. So like yeah, I mean we have countless hours back. So I feel no angst towards Bezos because he is just adding value. Over and over and over. 20x value. But like, yes, he's on his way to becoming a trillionaire or Amazon is becoming a trillion dollar company. And they're like, of course, you wish these dudes would give $40 billion to end world hunger or something. But also, like, check your own self. Like, are you giving proportionately that amount? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I doubt it. I, could you imagine? Yeah. So, I did a poll on uh, Breachers and Sneakers because uh, I was very curious about this, about what people wanted to know about money and making money. And I think I think you're right. A lot of us feel guilt about wanting to make a bunch of money. Yeah. But you're in a place where it says you can have both, and yeah. we want to get to the bottom of that. Yeah. Where it says, look, I want – I feel compelled to give to the poor, to serve others, to serve my church, to like sacrificially give because I'm a believer. Yeah. But also not to the point where like I can also build generational wealth yeah. where my family's set up, where I can give more to people. Yes. And feel like it's a like an act of worship to steward. Like this is a, like a very careful thing, like a a line to kind of straddle saying like I want to steward this opportunity and do yeah. it for the glory of God versus yeah. I want to steward the opportunity and build a bunch of wealth yep. and shroud my like hoarding wealth as a Christianese type thing. Yep. So I, I did a poll on preachers and sneakers um, about things that you all wanted to learn about. And we plan on tackling all these things. So like there's maybe five or six different categories that I got maybe I got probably got three or 400 responses, but the things that came up the most were like investing about like basically comparing your life stage versus your peers. Like, is everyone investing, but me, how to invest wisely, how to actually find freaking investments, investing with low money. Or if you don't have a freaking rich family that just feeds cheese into your checking account, saving, like how to budget (laughs) with a low income, how to actually have self-control, What's like a, an okay amount to like want or need? Like how much do I actually need in life? Like is yeah. it 75000 or is it 200000 What's a good balance to have in savings? Somebody said how to not buy stupid just to impress others. Like in, <laughs> in, in Dallas, this is something. I imagine that person's from Dallas because <laughs> yeah. that's all we do over here. Um, let's see. Is completely ignoring Dave Ramsey because the Lord led us to a house a good idea. <laughs> you must be friends with Justin. <laughs> yeah, I just really feel like the Lord was 
leading us to buy this <laughs> six seven in Highland Park, fifty five hundred square feet. I just like really open layout. Yeah, really. I mean, new yeah. cabinets, new cabinets, island, the back patio, is back just patio, just outdoor kitchen, done. infinity pool. Yeah, just the Lord, you know. We just want to bless others. Yeah, I'm down with that. By having a bonus room and a basement. Yeah. I mean, when the missionaries come in town, we want to be able to say, Yeah, like, we want to say, missionaries, over. come on over. <laughs> Enjoy the pool table. Enjoy the kegerator. <laughs> Enjoy the wine cellar. I mean, we've got wines from yeah. Bordeaux to <laughs> Pinot Noirs. Yeah, we'll have a good time with that because Dude. I guarantee you the Lord did yeah. not lead you to buy. A six, seven, five thousand square foot house. Dude, listen to this. This is the craziest thing. So my dad, missionary, we had no money, but they wanted to take us on vacation. There was this extremely successful business guy who bought homes in Colorado and let missionaries stay in them for free for their vacation. And we stayed in them. And they were baller like pools in the house oh congrats you let missionaries use it once a year oh, so you could justify a buying a freaking mountain house in colorado Dude, we, went, we had this experience that i'll never forget when we were broke it was just so anointed of him to i'm buy, so glad i want to buy do that. that mountain house in colorado i'm, I'm gonna do it I just buy the it. mountain house and say you wanted the mountain house he had like don't six. use it as a freaking pine cove 2.0 like Ooh. yeah we just want to we just want to just bless people even though we're going to use it for the majority of the year. They did. They had their own. They had their own. For sure. If you got six or seven, you don't think you got one for yourself. Just so spiritually pure. He was just like, we loved it. Our family was so thankful that he did this. I mean, I can't argue with that. And there were tons of other missionary families around that were just like, we can't believe we get this. Must be nice to be a missionary family. When you're a doctor's family, you didn't get any of those invites. How to build credit. What's the point of a credit score? Just buy a house. I no, a credit score is pointless. How TF do I do my taxes? I still don't understand taxes. Contentment. That's something I can't speak to at all because I'm never content. Can I use a credit card or no? This is the Dude, thing. Some of these people feel so ashamed. These people, I mean, including myself, have been so indoctrinated in Dave Ramsey yeah. world. Now, granted, there's no taking away from Dave Ramsey's track record. Awesome guy. Well, he's just allowed, he's, he's coached people on how to pay off debt. And, and they, they paid, paid off, off debt. tons of you debt. You can't, like. Amazing. Like Lil Wayne says, women lie, men lie, but numbers don't lie. Yeah. And I agree. Yeah. Like, Dave Ramsey allowed a lot of people to get out of debt. But what he rarely talks about is stewardship, kind of your heart behind. Yeah, like he talks about, you can stay out of debt and build wealth so you can live and give like nobody else. But he doesn't really get into like the practical steps in building, what, it. building it, but also the heart behind the money you keep and the, the money, like the things you buy. Yeah. Like he's like, look, if you give a ton, you can buy your freaking Ford Raptor. And maybe you can buy your Ford Raptor. But I think a lot of people need to work through the like initial guilt of, or like they need to work through the tactics and how to build wealth, but also the tactics in how to get their heart right around money. Because yeah. we all have a lot of, well, Weird. clearly not you, but no, I, I have awesome. a lot of heart issues to work through with money. So yeah. I think that'll be a, a viable discussion. <laughs> Everyone seems to have credit card points. Should I be doing that? I mean, maybe. Like We can talk about it, I guess. Like, 
you're probably talking to friends that are consultants that fly every week. And like, yeah, I did it on points. <laughs> That's probably true. If you're, I mean, if yeah. you're really that concerned about airline points, like you just need to be focused on building wealth and then you won't care about the yeah. airline points. Yeah. But like my whole deal is like Dave Ramsey is hardcore. Like you're going to forget to pay off your credit card. So you should never use a credit card for the points. But if you're disciplined enough to pay off your freaking credit Dude, card, I saw why not just have the points? I saw some. You can set it to auto pay from your bank account at the end of each month. I know people that lived off their credit cards and then had an extra two, three grand. Yeah. But also, if you're rich, what's two or three grand to spend? So I get both sides of it. Um, how to trust God with your finances. Let's just over-spiritualize everything. Giving. Good stewardship while also saving for the future. <laughs> Someone said, holding massive charities more accountable in a real way. Well, I can guarantee you justice is not looking to hold massive charities more accountable in a real way. Yeah. Justice just wants everybody to be rich. The nerve of this guy. I know. Terrible. How Terrible. to evaluate if charities are worthy to give to. Uh, is debt something the church should help alleviate? Isn't it just economic slavery? Like, I get the nuance where it's like, if you're a single mother and you're desperate and you just had to rack up credit card debt, that's a tough spot to be in. Yeah. But to expect the church to be like part of my ministry is just to pay off everyone's debt. There's some amount of accountability for yourself. No. And honestly, like one of the cool things that you can do is like, you can partner with financial peace university and host a thing in your church to help people get pay off debt. Yep. I was a part of that. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, both of us paid off a bunch of debt using yeah. the FP. Let's see. I, I made a category for life stage ish. Uh, this is a question I have all the time. How is everyone affording the house and the cars? Dude. Like, how how are my friends yes. buying $800,000 houses yep. and driving two Yukons yep. with three kids and also going to Telluride twice a year on vacation and freaking Seaside? Like, that's something I hope we get into about. Dude, we should talk about it. I yeah. love that one. I hate it. I mean, it just I makes me it. so mad because I feel like I'm behind. I, <laughs> I think a lot of people feel like they're behind. I think it's amazing. Uh, another good philosophical question. Why don't people talk about how much they make? Where did that unspoken rule come from? HR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, one too many lots of the, you better not talk about your freaking Dude, salary. you can't. If Larry finds out we do the same thing, but you make 10K, he makes 10K less. You got to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> Larry has anger issues already. <laughs> That's a good point. That came from HR documents. <laughs> uh, let's see. Why are some people defensive about how they spend? Why people worry so much about what other people do with theirs? All right. Y'all were throwing wow, shade at me. Good. Good for freaking. you. No. That's a good question. So people asked about how to build generational wealth. Is that a righteous pursuit? Yeah. How to monetize anything. Okay. So like the making money. The building a business thing is something I care a ton about. Like how to how to monetize anything without ripping people off. A lot of people I've found, at least that are followers of mine, struggle with charging people a fair amount and feeling like they deserve it. You got a lot of like photographers or what? yeah, okay. I, I, a lot of people that follow me are photographers, graphic designers, uh, people that like freelance essentially. Yeah, and a lot of them have a tough time charging. Like I've done this. I mean, I've felt this before, like being a 
a douchey wedding DJ. It's like I always feel like I'm underpricing myself, yet I feel like a dick for saying, yeah, this is going to be $3,000. Right. So. Um, I'd love to talk about that one. Yeah. That'd be How to ask? How to ask for get a bigger raise? That's I would love to talk about that. So this is yeah, that's huge. I think that's one of the bigger things that's holding people back. The thing I tell people all the time is like, you're definitely not going to get what you don't ask for. Yeah. So I think that's a, a worthy conversation to have. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff here. The point of this podcast is to talk about the uh, not only the methods and the tactics for gaining money and building generational wealth, but also growing a secure heart and a good worldview about why you're doing what you're doing and being secure in like having nice things. Like for whatever reason, God has allowed us to be in America and be alive yeah. and be in, in, in a space where we can make podcasts and have iPhones and freaking, you know, have pizza delivered, that kind of thing. So yes, there's a philosophical discussion about why we exist versus the people that are in Syria living in abject poverty. But Right. We're here to talk about not only how to make money, but also how to feel good about yeah. making money. I love it. I can't wait. Yeah. So this was, uh, we'll call this episode one of the Hidden Figures podcast. It was uh, worth as about as much as I paid for you to be here as per usual. Justice Marimi. I'm Preach McSneak. <laughs> and until next time. There will have a catchy slogan later on, but anything else to add? No, I'm fired up. Good. Good. Good ending. Shut up. <laughs> Thanks so much for checking out this episode of the Hidden Figures Podcast. If you liked it, head on over to Apple Podcasts, smash the subscribe button. Leave us a rating. Maybe write us a review. Check us out on Instagram at the Hidden Figures Podcast as well as on Twitter at the HF Pod. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to keep an eye out for the next episode of the Hidden Figures Podcast. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.